This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you've been with us on Monday and Tuesday evenings, you know we're talking about a very important subject. That is the Holy Spirit. And we're going to continue this week and trust that the eyes of your understanding will be opened to realize the necessity of living and moving and having our being in him through the power of the Holy Spirit. We started yesterday with two quotes, and I'd like to repeat them today. One is from Catherine Booth, the wife of the brother who started the Salvation Army. She said this, I maintain that the only indispensable qualification for witnessing for Christ is the Holy Spirit. Billy Graham said this, The very fact that we believe one thing and some of us another does not do away with the fact that God says be filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe that is the greatest need of the Church of Jesus Christ today. And I would say amen to those quotes. And because of the turmoil in the world, the changes that are taking place in our country, we as believers in the Lord must be led by the Holy Spirit day in and day out. We also mentioned that once we become believers, we're in a battle. It's a battle between the flesh and the Holy Spirit of God. We quoted from 8.14 in Romans, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So if we're sons and daughters of God, we are being led by the Holy Spirit. That is the Word of God. We spoke about the importance of the Holy Spirit and how significant it was in the life of Jesus. Actually, we said that even before he was born, the Holy Spirit was active. In Luke 1.35, we read that the angel Gabriel announced to Mary that the son to be born to her would be conceived by the Holy Spirit. In Luke 4.1, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and was led by the Spirit. In Matthew 12.28, it says that Jesus cast out demons by the Holy Spirit. In Romans 8.11, Jesus was raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit. And the word says the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is available to all of us. Hebrews 9.14, he offered himself on the cross by the Holy Spirit. And we read in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. And one other thing, I think it's important, Shelley, that when Gabriel came to Mary and said 
that the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and the child that will be born will be called the Son of God, Mary went to visit Elizabeth, who was her cousin, and her cousin was pregnant. She had been barren. God filled her womb with John the Baptist. And when Mary greeted Elizabeth, the scripture says in Luke that the baby, that's John the Baptist, leapt in Elizabeth's womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's really amazing to see that before Jesus was even born, the power of the Holy Spirit that overshadowed Mary, that caused the conception of Jesus in her womb, was powerfully working that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So how much more, yes, that we have the resurrected Messiah living in us. Yes, Lord. And his spirit is powerful. Do we need to be filled to overflowing with that spirit to endure, but also to be his witnesses and cause others to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, let it be for us and everyone listening. Yes. We then turn to examples of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the scriptures. We spoke from Acts chapter 2 when 120 were gathered in the upper room and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. I encourage you to read that account. It's in Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 4. It also in Peter's message on that day he, he said, this is a fulfillment of what Joel spoke. Joel the prophet spoke of this in Joel 2, verses 28 to 32. And all of the Jewish people that were in the upper room were filled with the Holy Spirit. It says in chapter 2, verse 4. That's 120. And 120, that's right. And they all spoke with other tongues in verse 4 in chapter 2, as the Spirit gave utterance. So that took place in Jerusalem. Then we look to Acts chapter 8, verses 14, 17, where in Samaria there was salvation and baptisms. Peter and John went there that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Let's go now to Acts chapter 19. This took place in Ephesus. Read with me if you have the Bible. Acts 19, the first six verses. And it happened, while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Wow, again, Junie, what do we say when we read these scriptures? They're powerful. So again, there's a great discussion whether the baptism of the Holy Spirit 
is evidenced only by the speaking in tongues. Well, here's out of the first three cases, in two cases, the people who were prayed for spoke with other tongues. Acts, let's go to Acts chapter 10, okay? Stay with me as I turn to Acts 10. We're going to be looking at verses uh, 44 to 48. Acts 10 verses 44 to 48. Give me a second. All right, Acts chapter 10, beginning at verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And these and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. Glory be to God. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have been received, who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. This, is, this took place at Cornelius' house, a Gentile who loved Israel. So again, Peter laid hands on them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, Junie, evidence upon evidence that there's such a desperate need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit in this, for such a time as this that we're living in. And I would uh, compare that, Shelley, if we went to an unbeliever's house today who really wanted to know about the Lord and we shared with them, as Peter shared in Cornelius's house, through the scriptures about Jesus. And these unbelievers, and especially, can you imagine Jewish people that probably never even read or heard about speaking in another language, began to worship the Lord in a heavenly language. That's what Peter experienced, and that's what Paul, when he went out and preached the gospel to all the nations, experienced the Holy Spirit of God, the power of God, falling upon people who were hungry for the Lord to know him, to walk with him and live for him. And I pray for every one of our listeners, Shelley, for you and me, that we would get hungrier and hungrier and cry out to the Lord, yes, Lord. to baptize us with fire and fill us, keep filling us, and speaking through us, and bringing the lost to himself, because the quotes that you made from Billy Graham and from Booth, they reached out to the lost, Shelley. Yes, Lord. The Salvation Army brought in the lost. Billy Graham was one of the greatest evangelists of this time, and they... They reach the lost, and so we pray for anyone who's listening to this radio program who has no idea if God exists, and you don't know if Jesus really is the Son of God and the Savior of the world, the King of the Jews and the Messiah for our people. Cry out to God, and he'll answer you, yes, and he'll Lord. save you. Yes, Lord. All right, the final... Um Baptism of the Holy Spirit, we read in Acts chapter 9. This is when Ananias was sent to baptize Saul, who was Paul. I want to read just the two verses, Acts 
9, 17, and 18. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So there's five cases of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, and in four cases, it doesn't say about Paul, but in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, he, he said, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. So very powerful evidences, Junie, of speaking in tongues is an evidence. I, don't, I can't say it's the only evidence of speaking, of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And if you desire more of the Lord, it's written in Luke eleven thirteen. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Wow. Do you want the Holy Spirit? Ask him. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Lord, I know Jesus breathed on them, but then they were all baptized in the Holy Spirit to get the fullness of the Spirit. And without the full Spirit living in us, Lord, we're useless. We must acknowledge the power of the Holy Spirit to be an effective witness for you. We pray that for us and every one of our listeners. In Jesus' holy name, amen. amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.